This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. All right, everybody. It is a special Monday edition of St. Pat Hour Podcast. We're going to give you a preview of the Colts. Saints, this one's free, courtesy of the Manscaped Ed. You just heard, Andrew, we're going to recap the live show and the shenanigans and the insanity of it. We'll do that on the big show tomorrow night. Check it out, people. I want to pre- we're going to preview the Colts-Saints game tonight, and we've done it all during the week, but they had a lot of injury news as I was driving to Houston. I started to get afraid to check my phone. The Saints injury news was getting so dark. Vaughn Bell, out. Drew Brees was on the injury report Friday. He's going to be okay, apparently. I mean, this de- this defense, they're deep, deep, deep into the zone of, oh, my God, they're missing too many dudes. Uh, I mean, they're there, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, somebody asked me the other day, it's like, how many injuries until, like, things are a major problem for this defense? And I, I just wanted to say, like, there are... That exit like, was uh, four exits ago. Yeah, That's yeah they, that, that already happened. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm concerned, of course, you know, when you're for that many starters, you know. Uh, Alonzo's going to be out. Now, linebacker gets a little better if A.J. Klein was there. And I, I saw somebody on Twitter say, I never thought I'd be so excited and so relieved <laughs> to have A.J. Klein back on the back on the uh, field. But, you know, that's what happens when you lose Alonzo and Anzalone and, you know, linebackers getting a little thin. So, yeah, it's tough. I'm really interested to see what they do with Vaughn Bell because all of a sudden there's this whole Saquon Hansen question, you know, and, and it's it's one of those things where with Bell out, you've got Chauncey Garner-Johnson who can probably play a little bit. So you, could, you could play him full-time at strong safety and you could leave – P.J. Williams at nickel, and you, you can kind of roll that way. Um, or if you don't really like Gardner-Johnson in that role, it, it, may, it may be that they're still kind of interchangeable between him and and uh, P.J. Williams, and then Saquon Hansen would have a bigger role. So 
Uh, that's one thing to watch. But either way, I mean, I think that that's going to be more usage and, and ramped up snaps for the two rookies. This is going to give you hardcore football tape analysis right now. Gardner Johnson, he looks a little tiny to me. Like playing him at strong safety and asking him to t- tackle Marlon Mack or if the, if the Colts are going to run heavy, it seems like it's asking a lot. Yeah, I'm worried about that. I mean, obviously the run fits weren't great last week. And, you know, the, the Colts are that on tape. And so I, I don't know. I mean, to me, Marlon Mack is, seems like more of a north-south guy, but it'll be interesting to see how much of the misdirection stuff they try to run. Um, you know, their offense doesn't seem as fancy and, and creative as uh, Shanahan's, but uh, but still, you know. and, and But it, it's weird because this team is trending downwards. Now, the good news is I just think that if it becomes a game – like the 49ers game where their teams are trading scores. I do think the Saints can play in a game like that um, against this team because defensively they're missing their best corner. Uh, their secondary has struggled all season. They don't have great corners. I, I don't think they can cover Mike Thomas. They, they don't have anybody that can match up with him. And I just think offensively the Saints are going to be able to pour, score points. Uh, they're going to be able to move the ball, I think, very effectively. So, I think the offense will be on point, and so if it becomes one of those games where, hey, we're missing too many starters, we're not stopping the run, uh, safety is an issue, uh, it's entirely possible that the Saints can still win a game 38-35. You know, and look, as, as, you know, as, as much as the defense was a mess against San Francisco, and it was, and I'm not going to defend them and say that they were, you know, look at the tape and they were secretly better than you thought. No, no, they were, they were still <laughs> – They were bad. They were, yeah. they were bad. But the thing is, they had two separate – or it might have been one drive or it was two separate drives where they got off field on third down, but a penalty fucking kept the drive alive for San Francisco. And if they don't that's, have – That's been the story of the season, yeah. honestly. So, yeah. so if they could just – you know, and, and against the Colts, like if it's going back and forth, I think you can say, say, look, we can play back and forth with the Colts and like eventually like Brissett will make a mistake or we'll get a stop or two and it'll be okay. Like I think that – that's a perfectly logical game plan, and it may look. It may trend that way. And here's, but here's the thing with the Saints: like we're in the home stretch here, and I know you you were team find a way when they had Bridgewater, but that's where they are because look, it was really fun watching Atlanta beat San Francisco yesterday. Hey, Atlanta, the fruitcake is in the mail. We promise. But that didn't. It was much as it was fun in the moment, and it didn't really help the Saints as much as I thought it would. Uh, having San Francisco lose. The Saints went. They 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 have to win out to get a to get a buy. It's that simple. And they and need, even even that doesn't promise it, right? Yeah, I mean they need basically the Saints need to win out and they need Green Bay to lose. Uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of confusion I've noticed um, by people saying that they don't understand why the Saints beating Seattle isn't enough to keep them ahead. And well, the, the simple answer is that it is enough as long as there's not a three way tie. Uh, the problem is with the three-way tie, head-to-head doesn't factor in because the Seahawks haven't played the Packers and the Saints haven't played the Packers. So the first thing they go to in a three-way tie is uh, conference record. And so Seattle and Green Bay, while they both have three losses, one of their losses each is to an AFC team. Uh, the Saints, all three of their losses are to NFC teams, so they have a weaker conference record. So that's the tiebreaker that separates when you have a three-way tie. So we need the Packers out of there. And then, then it goes head-to-head if it's just the Saints and Seahawks, and we would leapfrog them. So, um, 
you know, ideally we want Seattle, we want the Saints to win out. We want the Seattle Seahawks to stay ahead of the 49ers. And it doesn't really matter if they win or lose if we win out because we have the same record, but we, we just need them to stay ahead of the 49ers. And we own the tiebreaker against them, so we just need the Packers out of there. That that that's the main thing. That's the key scenario. So as and you look, look at the, I mean, the Saints the have to win out, like you said. But the big thing is they play the Vikings this weekend. We need the Vikings to beat. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. At at Minnesota on Monday night. Minnesota still to the outside shot to win the the North, so they'll be playing. And look, Kirk Cousins is going to win a fucking Monday night game one of the time. Like, it's good. Like, eventually he will, I swear to God. Um, but it'll be really weird having a root for Minnesota. Um, but, you know, the thing is, also in the NFC, man, San Francisco's good, but they have the they finish with the Rams and at Seattle. And I know, look, the Rams are wildly inconsistent, but the Rams are still fucking eight and six. Like, that ain't no, you know, that ain't no layup. This is the Saints. It ain't going to be, it ain't no layup tonight, and it ain't no layup against Tennessee at Tennessee. Right, so there's still there's still a ton to shake out in the NFC. Uh, the bottom line is you're gonna have everybody. There's gonna be nothing decided in the NFC. I don't think until it's all done. Like the Saints, unless they unless they lose one of these games and they decide to sit because they're locked at three. But there ain't gonna be no there ain't gonna be no resting people by any of these major teams. Uh, week 17, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you want home field advantage if you can get it. Um, but more so than that, in my opinion, just get a bye. Just get a top yeah, two seed. You know? and that, who knows what happens with the one seed? They could lose. Yeah. Or if you have to go on the road for one game, you have to. But you want that week of rest well, here's to be the, able to recover. Here's the thing in the NFC, right? Let's say, Let's say it ends up being San Francisco because San Francisco wins out. And they get the one seed, but Green Bay loses to Minnesota. So the Saints are the two, and then Green Bay's three, and then Dallas is four, and you would have you would have Seattle five and Minnesota six. Man, Minnesota or San Francisco, those are good teams. It would not surprise me at all if one of them 
raced out to San Francisco and won. Sure. Or it, it wouldn't surprise me if they went to – as much as it pains me to say, it wouldn't surprise me if they came to the Dome after, dome after the Saints had a bye and won. So it w- – You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, Ralph, if that game that the Saints played against the 49ers, and if we end up looking back on the end of the season, and I, I hope this, it doesn't play out this way, but you could look back at that game and say that caused both teams dearly, just based on how many guys were lost for both teams, you know, and they, they battled so hard. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if, if you're left kind of limping out of that game, I mean, we, we saw it against the Falcons, the 49ers, they, they just don't yeah. look the same right now with all these injuries. And yeah. so, you know, um, you know, that, that could affect how these teams look in the playoffs. You know what, you know what 49ers reminded me of? They reminded me of LSU and Alabama the week after they played each other, where, they usually win, right, because they, they just have such a significant talent advantage. You know, like I think LSU played Ole Miss after they played Alabama and Alabama the next week. And it just, like LSU gave up 400 yards rushing to Ole Miss, and they kind of looked lethargic and Burrows through it. Like because when you play those emotional games, like you, like you can tell yourself, I'm going to get ready and I'm going to be ready mentally. But, dude, San Francisco went Baltimore – what did they go? They went um, Baltimore, the Saints, and or somebody else, and then the Saints. And I forget the three. Where they played like three. Oh, they went Green Bay, Baltimore, the Saints. That's just a brutal three-game stretch. And your body and your, um, your, your mental – it's just hard to stay at that same level. Look at the Saints, man. They came off the bye, and they just weren't – they just couldn't get it going versus Atlanta. And – it's just hard, man, and it, I think you're right. I think that's an interesting way to put it. I think it, it'll both teams will regret it. it like they had this knockdown, dragout, awesome game that everybody loved, and they thought it was a preview of an NFC Championship when really it wasn't. They just exa- they exhausted themselves in that moment. Yeah, yeah, and and now there's going to have to be some recovery, but it's the same thing you said. It's now you just got to find a way. The Saints are depleted. They don't have kind of their best team. They're not going to have Davenport rankings the rest of the year. So there's been some serious losses. Uh, you know, the good news is you've got Andres Pete, Von Bell, Alonzo. These guys aren't on IR. So the vision is that they're going to be able to come back and help this team in the playoffs. So this team will get stronger. But as you get through these games, you got to lean on Drew Brees. you got to lean on your quarterback. You know, he, he's the X factor for you. Um, and you just got to hope he's got enough juice to carry him. And look, it, and I, I look. I said that no teams are gonna get up, that no teams are gonna be in the NFC are gonna be taken off Week 17. But the reality of the situation is, the Saints they have two games left. They have tonight and they go to Tennessee. Because I'm telling you, Carolina that last game of the year, they are going to be mentally fucking checked out with their interim coach. They're going to have vacation plans made, U-Haul packed up. They're going to be ready to pack it in. So, to me, if the Saints can get through these next two weeks, I would be floored, Andrew, if they went into Carolina needing a win to get a bye and they didn't close the deal just because of the state that Carolina's in. So it's really the next two weeks, you know, um, final thing, and then we'll get out of here. You're going to the game tonight. How raucous do you think it's going to be tonight? You know, I think 
the Saints fans are, are pumped about the 49ers loss. They understand the stakes. Uh, I, I mean, I've been to Monday night games in the Dome before. To me, they're always the drunkest. Um, you know, I, I, night, night, games, night games in general, because it just gives fans all day to kind of, you know, just get sloppy. And I just think it's over the holidays, too. So I just think it's not it's going to be one of those things where it's not like people are working hard this time of year. You know, they can leave work early. They don't have deadlines. They can be like, I can get a wreck tight and just yeah, off. They, no one's going to be there. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just take a vacation there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I I feel like it's going to be drunk, loud, sloppy. <laughs> um, and so now I, I think Saints fans understand the stakes, and they need to be there for the team. This is also the last home game of the year, so yeah. leave it all out there. Yeah, they get to celebrate the 2019. I think we. I want Dave to make us a T-shirt. Monday Night Saints games are the drunkest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been a preview. It's free because of Manscaped and MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag, use the code chair, and get a 100% sign-up bonus. There's a gambling degenerate on this podcast. I won't name him. But he, he had the Falcons on the money line, and he cashed that check, baby. Uh, so it was me. So go to mybookie.ag. <laughs> you get a 100% sign-up bonus. Use the code CHAIR. MyBookie, they have the best online gambling app. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, everybody, have fun at the Monday Night Game if you're going. And we will see you tomorrow. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.